This is ATL Day Ones, part of Locked On Sports Atlanta. And it starts now. Welcome into ATL Day Ones with Jarvis and Tanitra. I want to say welcome, 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 welcome. Thank you. Thank you for joining us on a good old Friday. And we thank you for making us your first listen of the day. And remember, we are free and available wherever you download your podcast and wherever you download your podcast. Make sure you leave us a five-star review. We are wanting and needing those things because everybody else, so everybody else can find out about it. You don't want to keep us a secret. You don't keep greatness a secret. You share, you know? So, yeah. So, everybody else can be great. And with the information that they're receiving on a Monday through Friday basis, that's how we do right here on Locked On Sports Atlanta. Now, the Braves lose last night. Oh, what the heck did that mean? I don't know about you, T, but I was feeling some type of way last night watching that game. You can see the cracking in my voice. You know, we got to talk about it. We can't wait, run away from it. And... Mm-hmm. Half ATL day ones went to Flowery Branch today. Yeah. We got some observations, some rapid fire questions. We're going to talk about the Atlanta Falcons. And last but not least, in for the culture, Tyler Perry out here cutting checks like that. Whoo, we'll talk about all that. But first, T, like, yeah. like I mentioned before, yeah. Braves lose six to four. The guy who was saying the right choice and he was the right guy to be on the mound, Kyle mm-hmm. Wright, he just didn't quite work. And it ended up being wrong. Four home runs. That hasn't happened since Drew Smiley yes. was on the team. Remember Drew Smiley? Like, right. <laughs> remember him? We were like, yeah, like, don't run him out there on the mound anymore. But, yeah, Kyle yeah. Wright struggled last night. And it just didn't seem like the Braves were just ready for what they walked themselves yeah. into in Gotham. That is a perfect way to say it. I felt like when, when watching the game, the Mets treated it almost like it was a playoff game, like maybe, you know, uh, an elimination game, if you will. That's the kind of intensity that they brought. And granted, you're in City Field Stadium, so of course they're going to have the, their fan base behind them. But it just felt like that where the, the Braves kind of walked into it like, oh, yeah, we're going to be good. You know, we're all good. Well, no, because the Mets are dead set on this season, showing everybody that the Mets are not going to met. They're dead set on it. They showed you when they came to town recently, and now they're showing you at home. And one of the things that concerns me is this. The teams have met up now eight times, right? And there have been 30 runs scored on both sides. But those 30 runs are not equal. That math ain't quite mathed equally because five of those games have been won by the Mets. So the Braves have got to wake up and understand that you cannot keep giving these games away, especially when you look at the fact that you just split a series with the Phillies that you could have easily won. Yeah, no doubt about it. And and when you think about what we saw last night, right, we talk about Kyle Wright struggling, Mm -hmm. but there seemed like for just a quick second when Mm -hmm. Ronald Acuna slapped that bad boy down center field, I was just, oh, my God. Yes, you can see the – the elation, almost like relief on his face as yeah, he's running yeah. around the bases and just like, oh, my God, thank you. It's about time. It's been a long time since I've done this. July so, 8th, you know, Right. Early July. And here we are talking about almost dang there a month later. So, yeah, yeah, we're not used to that when it comes to nephew Ronnie. Yeah. And that was it seemed like that the Braves were going to try to crawl back into this game thing. Mm-hmm. But. 
I mean, T, for, for, for me, like, that was something that was really good to see. But I, I think that is this something that you think that Ronald Acuna may get him on the right track? Catch me when they're halfway or more than halfway through this series. Right. So, yeah. But, yeah, catch me then. Because you got five games to show us if nephew Ronnie is really back. This is just right. one game. Encouraging. Definitely encouraging. But then you balance it out with the fact that he struck out in the seventh inning at a critical point where that game could have been tied up. And then it really would have just been, you know, would probably come down to the ninth inning, just to be honest. So that's where you say to yourself, don't know if that was showing that he's quite back, but catch me midway through or at the end of this series. And I might feel a little bit better about it. But he did acknowledge that it's, you know, he does go up and down as far as maybe um, a little bit if you will, or residuals from his injury, but ultimately it's just a head thing. Like whether it's at the plate or, or out there in right field, it's just a head thing. Once he gets over that hump of knowing that he's back and also just balancing and not trying to do too much, because that's what I felt like when he struck out. I was like, oh, wow. He kind of went back to that guy who's trying to do too much. As long right. as he's just Ronald Acuna Jr., which we both know Jarvis is more than enough. He does not have to be anything but Ronald Acuna Jr. But I tell you what, if the Braves are going to either do one of two things, win this division or end up hosting a wild card game, if they should get into a wild card situation, they're going to need him to return to form. No doubt about it. And we'll talk about whether or not you talk about those playoffs, right? Can they be real contenders? You know, based off of what we saw last night, we'll talk about that. But T, first of all, tell the folks about what bet online they got some special things going on over there and let all know our viewers and listeners about what's going on with betonline.net yeah and it's always interesting to see how things shift right and if you mm -hmm. want to know how things shift say for example last week or from june 1st all the way until i'd say the end of last week betonline.net would have said hey we're giving you know the lean a little bit to the Braves, if you will. But now the lean may be back to the Mets. Probably going to go back and forth all season in terms of who is going to win the NL East. If you want to know where the, those trends are, you want to know how to bet, it's betonline.net. That's your number one source for all your betting needs, sports info, sports developments. If you want to know, hey, unfortunately, if some player went down, how does that affect that team in terms of their ability to win, whether that's baseball, football, or whichever uh, sport that you choose, also, you look at some of those niche sports, MMA, boxing, and golf. There's even information for those sports. And if you like podcasts, which we think you do because you tune into ATL Day Ones every day, they also have podcasts for, I would say, the beginner, someone who's not familiar with betting but wants to get familiar, go to that website and it'll have podcasts and all sorts of news for you. So again, it's easy. After you watch us, next stop is betonline.net. Go there on your device, your mobile device, or your desktop if you're at home, and just learn about all the trends, all the action in any and every sport there is, because betonline.net is where the game starts. No doubt about it. You better go and get started before everybody you get left. How about that? Get started before you get left, because betonline.net got everything you need. Now, T. The Braves need to have a better showing because, you know, based off of what we saw last night, it just, I know for me, it just looked like the Mets were just, they knew exactly what they were getting themselves into. They was mm -hmm. like, okay, we have to win this game opener because you can even say that, like, because you, anytime you're talking about a, a closer in today's game, 
yes. doing a six out close, yeah. <laughs> like going two innings. Your closer pitching two innings. Yeah, yeah they that's that lets you know that Buck Showalter yeah. and, and the likes were are, were very serious about this this game, and it just yeah. seemed like it was just a playoff atmosphere. And I don't think yeah. it looked like the Braves were kind of a little shell shocked um a little bit. So I, I think that. I don't know how you necessarily change that. I don't know mm-hmm. if it's if it's a conversation or if, if it's Snicker, you know, sitting down and having one of those type meetings. You know, they've mm-hmm. had it before, you know, yeah. and they end up going on a nice run. But mm-hmm. it just seems like like the mess were just just all yeah, around know. just better last night. Yeah, they were on a mission. And even when it got tight or it looked like, okay, the Braves have some life, you look at what Carlos Carrasco did. I mean, he sat down Swanson. He sat down Olsen. He sat down right. Like, he sat down four straight to say, nah, not tonight. And then on top of that, like you said, you had what Edwin Diaz did going out there for two innings. First time he had ever done that in his career and just shut any opportunity for a comeback down. So what the Braves have to do is – have selective amnesia, right? They've got to forget that that game ever happened, especially for those that didn't show and prove, like Kyle Wright. Forget what happened. Ian Anderson, I hope you didn't pay attention to it. Just get out forget there. Forget about and, it. It didn't happen. Exactly. Just get out there and do Ian Anderson things like you did last week. And that's the starting point, Jarvis, because if he can do what he did last week and they can, the Braves can give just a little more run support, then this series becomes 1-1, and I like it. Because at that point, then it becomes the best of three. And then I feel like the Braves have every opportunity to win the series. I think and, and it, all Ian Anderson has to do is think that, hey, uh, <laughs> uh, Alex Anthopoulos is going to trade for his replacement and he's going to ball out uh, and, and pitch a, a good one, just like we did last time. So, yeah, yeah, that's what we'll be looking for as the, the Braves take on the Mets tonight. Was it Taiwan Walker is on the yeah. mound for the Mets tonight as well. First pitch is at 17. Hopefully, we'll get see a different result. Um, but coming up next, though, like I said, one half of ATL Day 1's out in Flowery Branch today. We'll talk about what we saw, and we'll give you a little rapid-fire questions. That's next on ATL Day 1's with Jarvis and T, part of Locked On Sports Atlanta. Don't go anywhere. Welcome back to ATL Day 1's. I'm Tanitra. That is Jarvis. And we appreciate you guys for pulling up on the show on a beautiful Friday in the A. We appreciate you guys for also downloading this podcast wherever you get your podcast and always giving us five-star reviews because that's what you do. And we appreciate you each and every time you do it. Also appreciate you for stopping by on YouTube and subscribing to Locked On Sports Atlanta because you guys are the reason that we are almost at three subscribers so appreciate it keep it coming and tell everybody else about it and just like you guys pull up on our show each and every day Jarvis pulled up to Flowery Branch today returned to training camp can't wait to get out there with him on Saturday to see what's cooking in Flowery Branch but Jarvis when you stopped by today what was it that you observed what did you have your eye on what were your takeaways you know what? The be the it was several things. Um, I got I got a chance to see the one on ones with the offensive and defensive alignment. Like you yeah. know that like that's that's where my heart feels. You know I don't care about all the other stuff. The little dudes, Drake London, all that Kyle Pitts, yeah, those are cool and everything. But it's all about the big boys up front and yes. how they get yeah. down. And I think that some of the things that kind of really stood out to me was Caleb McGarry. Caleb mm-hmm. McGarry was looking solid and and one on ones. And I think that. That's, that's what you're looking for when we're talking about, you know, coming into the season about 
hey, Jermaine Fetty, coming from your neck. Like, I talked yeah. to him myself. Like, hey, this dude is coming in to try to take somebody's spot. And I thought that Jermaine Fetty looked, he showed what he showed well. And, you know, he was making sure he was getting in his sets. And then, yeah. you know, when the guy tried to bull rush me, kind of sat down. I'm like, all right, you ain't going nowhere. Once I, once I got my hands on you, you're good. Don't even worry about mm -hmm. going anywhere else. And I think that mm -hmm. that's what you look for when yeah. in, in uh, those right tackles. When when guys trying to come with those power moves off the edge, so though there a couple of offensive linemen stood out, and mm -hmm. also T. Felipe Franks. Every time yeah. I turn around, he's catching the ball, you know, and, and, and being somebody in one on ones. I'm just like, mm -hmm. wow, okay. It, it lets you know that this guy's an athlete. And I even talked yes. to Kyle Pitts after practice, and he I asked him about Felipe Franks. He was like, hey, he said me and Felipe 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 and I we talk every day. And mm -hmm. that's how we kind of do. We we critique each other. You know, even yeah. if it's something that's very small, he said we mm -hmm. don't take it personal. But we, you know, we we find and tooling everybody. And I was like, iron sharpen iron, huh? He was like, yeah, man, iron sharpen iron. So yeah, really cool to be out there today. And some, a lot of good stuff going on out with the uh, with the Atlanta Falcons. Awesome, awesome. And you know, we are just a week away from the kickoff of preseason where we will really get to see what these guys are working with when they take on Detroit, uh, the Detroit Lions at Detroit uh, next Friday. So, you know, we, we're still doing a little look ahead to the regular season. We know we're about a month or so away from that, but now we're starting to see more out of these players, at least going into or wrapping up the second week of training camp. So, I want to ask you, and you mentioned Felipe Frank, so he might be your answer to this question, but who's more? I'm going to give you a couple of rapid fire questions really quickly, but you know what? I'll tell you what, before I do that, let me put these rapid fire questions on pause and let me let you talk about one of your favorite things that you probably needed to get you going to Flowery Branch this morning, and that is Coffee AM. Well, let me tell you, I get my morning started off every morning with a cup of coffee am coffee yeah. never tastes so good it is an atlanta based small batch coffee roaster the best small batch coffee roaster in the entire country what are you doing drinking anything else like join the club we're the cool kids like we drink coffee am you should drink coffee am too go to coffeeam.com backslash locked on that is the page that you need to go to because guess what i'm gonna tell you about it in just a second but listen to this. I'm going to tell you just how good Coffee AM is. Like, I'm talking about roasted, current crop, specialty grade coffee. Like, mm -hmm. from all over the country. Like, yes. from Kenya. You know, it's just all these different variations of coffee. Even mm -hmm. if you don't like coffee, they got teas as well. Yeah. Tea will tell you. Tea will <laughs> tell you about the tea. Like, yeah. that makes so much sense, right? You understand what I'm talking about. So, yes. So, here's what we're going to do. Go uh -huh. to coffeeam.com backslash locked on. Drop the code locked on, and you're gonna get 15% off of all coffees, teas, and Love gift it. sets on your first purchase. So, yeah, I'm gonna say it again. Go to coffeeam.com backslash locked on, drop in the coupon code box locked on, and you get 15% off. So, go right now. Stop waiting. Stop playing around. Yes, indeed. And Coffee AM, as you can see, gets you revved up. And you know, who else might need to be revved up? The guy that ends up leading this team in receiving yards at the end of the regular season. Now, you just talked about Felipe Franks. You just talked about the competition and the good competition between him and Kyle Pitts and how they drive to do get each other going, right? You mm -hmm. saw what Kyle Pitts did last year. You're also hearing people talk about Drake London. Who do you think might actually walk away leading this team in receiving yards at the end of the season? 
It has to be Kyle Pitts for me because when you think about this guy, now we're talking about a second-year guy talking about mm-hmm. helping out a rookie. You know, yeah. now I know for the most part that normally happens, but when you see a guy who is on a certain level comes, mm-hmm. coming back into training camp and he's starting to look a, a little bit better than what he did last year, right. and, you know, he did some really good things last year. Now, granted, Everybody talk. He knows that he only scored one touchdown this year. So you've seen mm-hmm. the the progressions, right? You've seen him working on his route running, understanding what it is to be double covered because mm-hmm. he, he's going to still yeah. see that. He's not going to oh, see it as much yeah. as he did last year, but mm-hmm. he's definitely going to see some this year. So I think that Kyle Pitts is hands down my pick. I think I wouldn't be surprised if he leads the team in receiving yards and touchdowns as well because yeah. I think Drake London's going to be a little bit more of an adjustment period. I know mm-hmm. that may sound crazy, but given the reports of, of him and mm-hmm. he's been looking, he's, I got my eyes on him. He's been yeah. looking fine. You know, he's been mm-hmm. doing his thing, but I think it's still going to be an adjustment period. But when you talk about rookie wide receivers, those guys, not all of those guys, I know it may sound crazy mm-hmm. now with Justin Jefferson and Jamar Chase coming in yeah. and ripping the league up, but right. that just doesn't happen that often. No. <laughs> so, so and I think, that, you know, yeah. yeah, yeah. So I just, it's just, I'm hold off on Drake London. Let him mm-hmm. get adjusted mm-hmm. to the NFL and yeah. let Kyle Pitts eat because I think he's 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 primed and ready. Um, whoever's at quarterback. Yeah, and with all everything that has happened in the offseason, just in terms of Julio Jones moving on, and then of course Calvin Ridley and his situation first with you know being out because of some mental challenges and then being out this not coming back at all this season you really do I I still think it's good for the Falcons that they have such an embarrassment of riches in that we're actually having this discussion and it doesn't have to be just one there's a possibility that somebody else could be leading this team in receiving yards that's exciting for to me that should be exciting for the Falcons in terms of what they can get out of their passing game now let's switch gears and this has been an interesting one as well. And you and I talked, we alluded to it yesterday because, of course, we were talking about the Hall of Fame game and whether or not we we're going to see the big stars. And, you know, we knew Trevor Lawrence and uh, Travis Etienne were not going to play. Right. But we also knew that there was a possibility maybe that we'd see Foyo Lucan. And we talked about the fact that, hey, that was a guy that the Falcons lost, meaning they lost their chief and lead tackler for last season. So that being said, who is that guy who you believe will step up this season and possibly be the team's leading tackler? Wow, I would probably have to say Rashawn Evans, right? Because when you think about, you know, I thought about Michael Walker, but yeah. I think that, you know, that that was that'll be my 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 sneaky sleeper um mm-hmm. homer pick. Yes. You know, all three of those things, not not just one, all three of those. Sneaky sleeper homer pick. Yeah. But yeah. um Rush, I, I think I have to go with Sean Evans because he's been in the defense before. Mm-hmm. And he understands what DMPs wants um, from yeah. a middle linebacker standpoint. And I think that when you're talking about so many young guys on a squad mm-hmm. and, you know, that veteran presence means something. And I think that familiarity with the defense means something and mm-hmm. capability as well. You know, Rashawn mm-hmm. Evans not a slouch. Like, he's not a bum. Right. You know, he's not an undrafted guy trying to prove himself. He's a guy, you know, high draft, round, high draft pick. And, mm-hmm. you know, he's a guy who's done it before in the, in the NFL. And he's getting yes. another chance with a, a defense coordinator that he's played with before. So I would definitely have to go with Rashawn Evans on that one. Yeah, I can see that as well. And we don't know how many reps, how many, how many opportunities Michael Walker is going to get because right. John Jones and his situation is still kind of up in the air. We don't know if yeah. he'll be used, how he'll be used, et cetera. And that could dictate a lot of uh, the opportunity 
for Michael Walker to be in situations where he can actually have that type of impact. So, yeah, it'll be interesting to see. We'll bring you guys more rapid fire next week, just ahead of that Lions game. But when we come back with For the Culture, we'll talk about somebody who is getting, who got her flowers when she deserved them. And we'll talk about somebody else who doesn't deserve anything close to flowers. We'll do that. We'll talk about it on the other side. Final segment of ATL Day Ones with Jarvis and Tanitra, part of Locked On Sports Atlanta. We want to say thank you for rocking with us throughout the entire show. Man, we just been thank you. We just want to continue to just say thank you all because I know a lot of people say it, but I really, really mean it when I say it. We really, really mean it when we say it because you guys have been rocking with us from day one right here on ATL day once mm -hmm. and we really appreciate you for that because we're almost at 3,000 subscribers we're trying to get there before the season starts we need your help keep mm -hmm. doing it keep liking keep subscribing mm -hmm. keep leaving us those five star reviews on okay. all audio platforms we appreciate you for that as well now but T this is for the culture it is the intersection between sports entertainment and the culture and sometimes whatever the hell we want to talk about but that's just how we get down T man <laughs> Tyler Perry just is a guy that, you know, he's a, he's a trailblazer. Yeah, he's a guy yeah. who has always, just always just been able to figure out how to get things done. Mm -hmm. If he can't get the necessary backing that he wants or feels mm -hmm. that he he should, he deserves. Mm -hmm. And he's giving a, a lot of black folks jobs. I mean, just going to keep it, yeah. let me keep it a buck right now. <laughs> so, and so I think that, you know, this kind of aligns with, you know, what he what he's done and mm -hmm. um, what he's continued, and he's gonna it looks like he's gonna continue to do that. Now we know Miss yeah. um, Cicely Tyson, you know, passed away, but yeah. um, we we learned that um, he had a special gift yes. for for her, you know, in a pretty small role, basically a, cam mm -hmm. a cameo role, right? <laughs> and said he paid her seven figures yeah. for the deal. Yeah. Paid her a meal. A million. But, you know, wow. it was so amazing for him to even think to do that. And you know what it reminded me of? It reminded me of when the Bulls, because this was a big deal back in the day, when they right. paid Michael Jordan $36 million for a year. And the yeah. reason they paid him that Unheard was, of at that time. Right, exactly. Now, he, you know, now it's just no big deal. But back then in 95, right. 96, that was huge. But it was right. done because all of the years that he had given them, all the championships that he had given him, and they weren't able to or didn't pay him what he was worth. They just wanted to honor that. And this kind of reminds me of that because Cicely Tyson is one of those people who she did something that is unheard of in Hollywood. Normally you ascend in your earlier years and then it kind of trails off and we still treat you like an icon, but you know, you kind of don't see or hear from you. Cicely Tyson was everywhere. Cicely Tyson was still winning right. Emmy, still getting nominated for Academy Awards until she was out of here, I think at the age of 94. And oh, so yeah. to think that she was so, so vibrant right up till the end and that she was honored by the Academy and also that she's been given her flowers over and over. And I just want to say this real quick as well. She's the type of person, you know, who would walk in a room and just kind of command things with her presence, right? Had an opportunity to just, and when I say bypass her, I do mean bypass because she has a middle school in East Orange, New Jersey, where I used to live. And uh, we used to have meetings there. Of course, she is my soror. So <laughs> we used to have meetings there and it was amazing just to see. But also the story behind uh, this, Legends weekend that Oprah did some years ago was yeah. that she had done a party or something and inadvertently left Miss Cicely Tyson off the list. 
And when mm-hmm. she realized her, the error of her ways, she put together an entire weekend, a Legends Ball and all of this to honor Cicely Tyson. That's wow. how much she has meant to so many people across the time. So shout out to Tyler Perry. And as per his usual, Jarvis, when do we find out about it? Way after the fact, because yep. he's never about getting that those accolades. He's just about, like you said, making sure that people are taken care of. No doubt about it. And that's and that's the type of thing that when you're talking about giving people their flowers mm-hmm. and, you know, while they're living. And I think that's kind of the, the epitome of it. Right. Because, you know, she had a lot of roles and I'm mm-hmm. sure she was underpaid in the yes. first beginning part of her career, you know, given, you know, her age and, yes. and the times that she came up in mm-hmm. uh, from an acting standpoint. And, sure. you know, just to just to be honored in, in that way, just like yes. financially, because, you know, we like talking about honor people, giving people awards, but sometimes mm-hmm. people just, it's okay to just say, Hey, here's a million dollars. Like just for just being who you are. Like, yes. <laughs> you yes. know what I'm saying? Like that is, that concept is just amazes me. And yes. then for her to be yes. able to do that at a, at a, a late age is like unheard mm-hmm. of. And like, only thing yes. I even can think that can probably compare is Betty White, you know, mm-hmm. but she's still yeah, not to that, you know, mm-hmm. like that level. Like mm-hmm. when, like you said, Cicely Tyson walks into a room, it's just like, yes. oh, that's Cicely Tyson. <laughs> you know what I'm saying? Yeah. Everybody chill out, everybody be yeah. quiet, you know, and listen, you know, just want to just listen to what she has to say. But we, we, we definitely honor her and thank her for her, her contributions to the acting world as a black woman and what she's done. But um, <clears throat> I don't know how I segue out of this, T, but... Uh, Other than to just say it. It's just say it. Iman Shumpert... Contrib- <laughs> contrib- <laughs> contrib- <laughs> contrib- <laughs> to society with this <laughs> ATL Day Ones is about to dunk on you. Oh, my goodness. Iman Shumpert got arrested in the Dallas airport. T, the man had... Six ounces of weed on him and a Glock magazine. You know, you know stuff where you keep bullets in. Like, why you got the magazine in your book bag, bro? And you ain't got the gun. Like, honest, I can kind of understand you got the gun, but you just got a magazine with bullets in it. Like, I'm tripping. Like, oh, I, 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 and it happened over the weekend. So he's been arrested, mm-hmm. and the police report states that you know they found him with a Glock magazine, had 14 rounds in it. And a little bit over six ounces of weed, but they didn't find the weapon. Um, they didn't find the weapon in in his book bag. And I'm just like, dude. And I was literally, and literally, I'm now I'm a uh, I'm a fan of the show, The Shot. Like, yeah. and okay. and Mon Shumper is the character on the show. And I'm just mm-hmm. like, I'm not sitting up here saying he's the greatest actor in the world, but I believe his character. You know what yeah. I mean? Like that's that's all you ask for when people are getting into acting right. and everything. Like you just want to be able to believe that character. Mm-hmm. And you're like, oh, okay, yeah, I can, I can see Amon Shumper playing that, and he's been doing mm-hmm. a pretty st- stand-up job. And now, this fool up here, out here, walking right. around with six ounces of weed. Why you got all the weed on you, man? Like wherever you're going, I'm pretty sure you can get your hands on it. Like especially given right. who you are. Yes, yeah, you are I don't get it to you. Like yeah, help me I, out here because this dude. And it was man. also confusing to me because. I only know kind of the good side of him, right? Meaning right. he's married to uh, Tiana, Tiana Taylor, uh, Taylor yeah. mm-hmm. and they mm-hmm. have two kids and life is great. And they're always like squad goals for people because it right. just always has been a positive representation of, of black love. And then he was on Dancing with the Stars and did very well on that show. You know, just a nice little wholesome little Doing show. Or whatever. Yeah. So it's like, okay. And now, like you said, he's made a transition into acting and 
okay, he's solid. So why would you go this route? I will tell you this. I cannot wait for TMZ or somebody to unearth what the heck this was all about because I never thought I was going to give this dude like dumb criminal anything. Like that that mm-hmm. just never crossed my mind. I didn't put him and dumb criminal in the same sentence, but I tell you what, he has now put himself in the dumb criminal sentence. But the sentence that we hope we are talking about on Monday is the sentence of Braves win, Braves win, Braves win. That's the Braves sentence. Win. And we hope yes. to have that sentence for you guys on the other side. And also, we're going to talk to you guys about any and everything that's going on this weekend in the world of sports. We'll recap it on Monday for you. In the meantime, you guys have a wonderful weekend. Thanks again for stopping by. And hey, if you guys happen to pull up on training camp, Jarvis and I will be out at Flowery Branch tomorrow. Say what's up. Please do. Y'all come back now, you hear? On a good old Monday. Oh, 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 oh,